welcome. Welcome to the Spouse Selection Podcast. Yeah, season one, episode eight. Eight already, okay. Yeah, boy. Cool. On this episode, we're going to be discussing Rear Window. Ooh, okay. Jimmy a, Stewart, right? Yep, Jimmy Stewart, Grace Kelly, mm. um, both of whom are... Dead. Yes. <laughs> both of whom are extremely dead. Have been for many decades. Ripping pepperoni. Ripping pepperoni. Um, yep, we are digging back into the, the freaking dusty murk of the dustbin of history. Well, it's a Hitchcock film, too, right? It is a Hitchcock. Oh, and all, another dead man. Yep. Um, Rip. Did you know that Alfred Hitchcock will never direct a superhero movie? <laughs> you know why? Why? Because he's dead. <laughs> yeah, no shit. He can't direct a superhero movie from the grave. <laughs> or can But he? in this movie, we actually see Grace Kelly and Jim Stewart, Jimmy Stewart, Back when they were still alive. Ah. The, the, are we through, time traveling? Well, through the wonders of motion picture technology, we are able to record the actions of people that we term actors oh. to do those actions. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I've okay. kind of built this movie up for Aaron a little bit, I would say. I'm excited to watch it. I'm also excited to hear your summary. Okay. So, I know we're doing this as like a bit of a lightning round here, folks, but the summary... <laughs> My friend Keith kind of summed it up pretty well, just unprompted, actually, in, like, a um, a very, like, coincidental mention of Rear Window that happened a couple days ago. Ah. So, I'm going to quote Keith here. Douchebag with a broken leg has a hot-as-fuck girlfriend who waits on him in his time of need, and he's hesitant about marrying. Like, seriously, who cares what's going on outside the window? Grace Kelly is your girlfriend, Jim. <laughs> Jesus, get your priorities in order. <laughs> okay, number one, I love that summary. Shout out, Keith. That was amazing. Absolutely. Um, also, yeah, like, Grace Kelly's gorgeous. What are you, you doing looking Gra out the window? Also, why would you ever hesitate about, like, wanting to marry Grace Kelly? One but wonders. I guess we'll find Someone out. Someone might need to watch the movie, though. Yeah. You know. We should probably watch the movie. We got some Chinese food we're going to enjoy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we got this whole night planned out, folks. So stick with us. We are going to be watching Rear Window by Yay. Alfred Hitchcock with two beautiful, beautiful, beautiful human beings. <laughs> Wait, real quick. Can I just say, um, my mother has a tremendous fear of birds because of the Hitchcock movie, The Birds, that she watched when she was a child. That's that's pretty nuts. Yeah. That's wild. Have you ever seen The Birds? I have, actually. It was a good one. I haven't. I'm like kind of afraid to because my mom said it like terrified her. <laughs> it oh, scarred no. her for life. It's a movie about the birds. Yeah. I'm not really a big fan of birds to begin with. They're evil. Yeah? No, not really. They're just kind of little dinosaur brains. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing, mostly. Well, on that note... Yeah, we're going to go get off if, of this um, uh, train here and get onto the rear window train yeah. onto that wheelchair <laughs> with Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly. All right. Thank you, folks. We'll uh, see you very shortly. All right. See you in a sec. All right. So we just got done watching Rear Window. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked it. Yeah? I did, yeah. Um, admittedly, I did kind of, like, 
have an idea of what was happening like halfway through because um, Family Guy spoofed, or I say spoofed, parodied an episode mm-hmm. off of Rear Window where Brian thinks that the principal of the high school killed his wife. And it turns out he didn't, but spoiler alert, in this movie he does, which threw me for a loop. Yeah, it was uh, looking like it was going to be not the case for a little while there, and then boom. Yeah. <laughs> it really, like, when it when it hit, it was extremely suspenseful. Yes, it was, yeah. When the guy, like, came over, Thorwald mm. came over to the house. Or when to... Grace Kelly was over there. Yeah. Oh and then she God. gets arrested and then doesn't? I'm confused by that. She got arrested but then, like, didn't. It was a good way to get her get like, get like her out of there. Because she had broken into his house, quote unquote. True. You know? Yeah. Let's talk about Grace Kelly for a minute. Okay. So, number one, she's gorgeous. Okay, yeah. Um... Why the fuck did Jimmy Stewart not want to marry her? <laughs> I don't understand why because he didn't want to marry her. Because he was her. being a baby. He wanted to go take pictures in the middle of nowhere. And Grace Kelly was like, I'll take pictures in the middle of nowhere with you. That sounds like fun. And he's like, no, you're too pretty. and <laughs> You're too successful to give up your life. Yeah, no. And I literally will not even subject myself to going and taking pictures of fashion models. <laughs> Because he, like, I don't know, I guess doesn't even respect her work that much. So, I don't know, man. Apparently not. And it seems like she's a successful model. Super successful. Yeah. Casually wearing $1,100 dresses. I mean, she was given it because she's a model, but still. Yeah, we did the math on that, by the way. So, there's there's a dress that she wears that she says is $1,100. So, mm-hmm. this movie came out in 1954. So, $1,954 yeah. to now, it's an $11,000 dress. <laughs> You know, that was actually one of my trivia questions. Oh, really? Yeah, because I knew we had look, looked it up, so I was going to see if you remembered. But, yep, it is an $11,000 <laughs> dress. Yeah. And you successfully got trivia question number four correct. Oh, hell so yeah. So, preemptively, congratulations oh, on thank you. getting one out of five correct at least. <laughs> um, yeah. I, stunning. Yeah. And so, like, doting, basically. I mean, the guy's laid up with a cast, and she is... Like, right mothering him, basically. Yeah. Not to mention his nurse. Dude, Stella is my queen. Yeah, she is the best. Mm-hmm. She literally is just, like, the voice of reason. She's just like, marry the girl. God damn it. Just do it. Yeah, don't be a fool. Marry her already, punk. Good lord. I wonder if that was, like, a thing. Well, no, not really in the 50s of, mm-hmm. like, men not wanting to get married. Because typically wasn't it expected of you in the 50s to want to get married? I think it would be expected in general. But, like, also, he's not a young man. Yeah, how old is he supposed to be, I wonder? He's got to be in his... I mean, he has gray hair, so that could that doesn't mean anything necessarily. He could be anywhere from his 30s to his 50s. Yeah. But I get the sense that he was in World War II as, like, a pilot or whatever, so he's probably in his, like, mid-30s or something. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he's young enough to, like, get married and not have it be... Weird. You know what I mean? No, definitely. Um, um, and he can still, you know, have kids with Grace Kelly and there not be a big age difference. It's, it's implied, I assume. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Um, so I would say, like, mid, what? If the movie, does the movie take place in 1954 or do we know? That's a great question. Um, it looks like it was contemporary to when, like, it was filmed. Yeah. I, I would, yeah, probably. Just based on, like, how people were acting. Like, the women were wearing dresses, but some of them weren't. Like, some of them were wearing 
like pants. So right. I think, yeah, probably around that time. And like all of these guys, clearly, I mean, we know Doyle and we know um, Jeff. And Jeff, both of them were in the war together. Mm -hmm. And so that at least means that it's after Post World War II. Yeah. And they're both like are pretty successful, clearly. Like, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, one's a detective and one's literally like a, a news photographer. Or just a photographer, I guess I should say. Well, they say in the beginning that he works for a magazine. Okay. So, but it sounds like he works, I don't know if he works for maybe like Time Magazine or something like that. Sounds like, something like that, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like he's like, he goes into places where there's conflict and takes pictures. Just based on like what he was saying about yeah his work. I so. mean, he's literally a high intensity photographer, that's for sure. Yeah, like he's been, he said that he's been like, to the Amazon and stuff and, like, been, you know, not had food to eat or mm -hmm. the food that he did eat was, like, disgusting, basically. Yeah. Um, so. When he was trying to, like, be like, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle what we do for living. <laughs> um, you know, circling back to his age, yeah. I don't think that, like, that is a huge impediment to him being married. I feel like it should just, like, you know, be the thing. But then at the, at the same time... Let me recollect my thoughts for a second here okay. and just say that it seems to me like even Jeff knows that the excuses that he's putting forward are bullshit. Because yeah. if he's going to say that, oh, I can't marry her. She's too perfect. Okay. Um, he, you can't handle being with me while I'm doing my work that I want to do, which is very important, which is also like, what? <laughs> if that's the case, then what is your plan for like... Do you have a plan for that going forward? Because he seems like he wants to get hitched and get married. He, like, says it out loud to somebody, doesn't he? Well, yeah, he says that when the right girl comes along, he'll know it, basically. Yeah, but he also says to somebody, like, I might go off and do something silly, like get married on the phone. I mean, he says it to his um, publisher. Oh, or to, yeah. Or to his boss, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, so, like, he's, you can tell he's of two minds about things, and he's just throwing shit at the wall. Well, I, I think it's funny because, so Jimmy Stewart's character in this movie and Jimmy Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life are, like, the same character. Explain. Because in oh, It's a Wonderful Life, all George Bailey wants to do is just go explore the world. Mm -hmm. And, like, he doesn't want to be tied down. And then he kind of, like, I mean, it's, it's obviously a different plot. But in the sense that, like, he kind of is like, all right, I should probably just, like, stay here and... And marry her and... Like, it's so awful. Poor guy. Like, well, not necessarily. It's like at the end he realizes that, like, what he needed all along was his family. Yeah. Um, or in this case, his lady. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's, like, kind of the same... He's almost the same character, in my opinion. Well, he was, like, clearly excited. As soon as he saw, like, her go off and get part, be part of this and, like, go and put herself at, in danger basically in harm's way yeah he was just like instantly you know yeah all for her. yeah you know obviously got to watch her get literally assaulted and thank god that was interrupted quickly yeah but god. like at the same time like yo she was right up in the shit with him so okay i have a question then mm -hmm. because i don't think it's ever like answered did thorwald kill the dog Yes. Oh no, it is answered. Yeah, he he um he had buried 
Oh yeah, he says okay. Now I he remember. He strangled the dog because they buried the he buried the wife's finger bone or whatever. Yeah. Underneath the roses there. And the dog was getting at it and then he moved it and the dog was still Yeah. Yeah. He moved it after the dog was getting going after it and then um and killed the dog. Rip dog. Yeah. That was really sad. Mm-hmm. That poor woman. Thorwald needed to talk to a lawyer. Thorwald needed to talk to a therapist. Well, <laughs> Yeah, that poor woman. Also, like, interesting that there was, like, he, he really thought things through. Yeah. Like, that was premeditated as fuck. He had, he managed to get, like, he shipped her clothes out to make it look like there was, like, she was out in the country. He's had a a postcard sent to himself. Yeah, he, like, forged her signature, it sounds like, on. Yeah. On documents saying that they were moving or whatever. Also, I've never heard of. I mean, maybe it's different in New York City, and maybe it was different back then, but I've never heard of a six-month lease on an apartment. I think that does, that can happen. It's very rare, though, or at least in my experience. It's either month month or yearly. My uh, my previous job, we required um, at least a six-month lease. Hmm. Like, because certain scenarios, like, it makes sense to do a six-month lease. Like, if you're, at least in the case of the experience that I have, like, if you're an athlete or something like that, and you're going to be in town for so many months of the year, you might not want to commit to having a full year's lease because you're going to be back home like, yeah. in another country maybe or whatever for a few months of the year. So, like, it makes more sense to have that flexibility. Yeah, plus now that I'm thinking about it, did he was a costume jewelry salesman. So, yes. like, salesmen tend to go from place to place. So, all right, I guess that makes mm-hmm. sense then. He also wore the same suit, like, every single day. Yeah. Legitimately the exact same. I mean, I feel you, man. Like, you can't really... How are you going to have more than one? But it was the 50s, so you probably needed, like, several. Yeah. What's funny is that, like, totally unrelated, but... um, So, on Rich's computer, he's playing Crusader Kings, and there was an achievement that he unlocked, and it says, Until death do us part, and it's just funny because it's relevant. <laughs> Yeah, until death do us part. In that case, um, Thorwald instigated a murder plot against his wife, and he had a 100% success chance literally by himself. So yeah, that so plot he... fired very quickly, and he managed to, to snuff her out, I guess. Yeah. Brutal. Damn. Um, kudos to Jimmy Stewart for spotting that, like, immediately mm-hmm. and catching on. Yeah, kind of seems like Doyle is not a great investigator. (laughs) But, like, but Thorwald planted all of the evidence to make it look like he was legitimate. Yeah, but even Jimmy Stewart was poking holes in that immediately. He was like, yeah, but what if, what if so-and-so, like, did you question this person? Like, he seemed to know more about it. In Doyle's defense, Doyle was off. That's true. He was, that's a friend coming over and being bothered to do his job. (laughs) That's why he's, like, literally... They're like, hey, the Doyle, uh, I, look at this. And he's just like, oh, my God, next time you need me, call the Yellow Pages, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, have the, have the operator take care of you, because I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Who's paying me for this? He calls his babysitter. Mm-hmm. We've, have him call me. He knows. Like, Jesus, dude. That's also, aggressive. The first thing you get after a night out on the town with your wife when you hired a babysitter is, oh, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ligma Balls Jeffries. Ligma Balls Jeffries. <laughs> LB Ligma Balls Jeffries. Oh, wow. I was calling him that the whole time. Wow, wow. Wait, what is LB? Do we, do we ever find out what LB stands for? I have no idea. I'm going to say Lyndon Baines Jeffries because LBJ. 
Maybe. Linen Baines Johnson, Linen Baines Jeffries. I still think it's like my balls. Actually, this movie was from 1954, so LBJ wasn't president. Mm. Eisenhower was. Yeah, that's true. Mm, the white. I like Ike. The white. I hear a child summoning us. Oh, that means we gotta take an Ian Kelsey break. Yes, we do. We'll be back, y'all. All right, so the baby is asleep, mm-hmm. and we were talking about uh, L.B. Jeffrey's name, and we actually looked it up while we were on a little break there, um, yeah. and there was no answer. Yeah, it's just L.B. Just Ligma Jeff- Balls. Jeffries. Ligma Balls Jeffries. So that's <laughs> the official canon name. We definitely have made that official in the, in the rear window canon, so. Yeah. Um, side tangent for just a minute. Speaking of names, so Rich is playing Crusader Kings, and um, <laughs> we have one of his characters is Bubba Joe, uh, and their last name is Abernathy, and then we have Billy Bob and Bobby Bill. <laughs> yep, Billy Bob, Bobby Bill, Delilah, Peggy, Billy Joe, Bobby Joe, Daisy Joe, Paisley May, and then of course we can't forget Billy Bob's daughter, his beautiful, bubbly baby daughter, <laughs> Susie Bob Joe Abernathy. Susie Bob So, that's a little bit of a tangent. Anyway, back to Rear Window. I'm sorry. It was, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, she's been laughing for a couple minutes here. <laughs> Susie Bob Joe. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, Rear Window. Rear window. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I want to talk a little bit about the neighborhood. Okay, sure. So, number one, I almost kind of wish that, like, New York City was still like that, that mm-hmm. you could just have nice neighbors. And not to say that there aren't nice neighbors in New York City, but there's a different dynamic now than there was back then. But, regardless, um, just being able to, like, be in a, like, community like that where, like, everybody... It seems like they know each other at least a little, kind of. I mean, not so much, but enough that they, like, are comfortable. Like, the girl, the ballet dancer, is comfortable enough walking, like, half naked in front of her window. Especially, like, during a heat wave, too. They're kind of, like, forced to have yeah, the true. windows open. And but even like... afterwards, she was, like, just parading around. Mm-hmm. And she was also in love with a really short guy, which I thought was funny. Yeah. It was a little army dude or whatever who came back. Yeah, it turns out, um, turns out that Grace Kelly is correct mm-hmm. about the fact that she didn't love any of those guys that were in her apartment trying to get with her. Yep. So. She, the woman's intuition read it right. Mm-hmm. Um, th- so you had her, Miss Torso or whatever. You had the couple that slept out on the balcony. Mm-hmm, the one whose dog gets killed. Right. Um, the red-headed lady who, um is an artist it looks like she's sculpting something yeah and she like can't hear very well she like people are like talking to her and she's like what oh i didn't i guess i didn't in part of the movie yeah oh i guess i didn't notice that Mm -hmm. maybe um and then there's miss lonely heart yep who like that girl 
I feel for her. Mm-hmm. I like got so upset when she basically got assaulted. And that happened right in the midst of everything else too. So like, even like the main character's attention was focused on was off of that, even though that was the more imminent pressing thing. Yeah. Um, well, wasn't that happening at the same? It was like literally time? at the same time as like everything was going down with Thorwald. Yeah, like when she was in her his apartment. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. I'm spacing out her name, Grace Kelly's character. Lisa. Lisa. Almost positive it was Lisa. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Um, Yeah. And then she tries to commit suicide and is stopped by the song, which I thought was really nice. Yeah. And not so nice is that, like, we get a bird's eye view on her being sexually assaulted, effectively. Well, yeah. And then I think you had some fact about the guy, the piano player in the window, right? Yeah, apparently he was the guy who wrote Alvin and the Chipmunks or, like, created Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Were you a fan of Alvin and the Chipmunks? Yeah, I like the Christmas song. I like that song, too. But anything else, I'm just like, eh. I'm going to spare everybody's ears and not even, like, try to, like, mimic that. Please, let's please just collectively make that decision. (laughs) Okay. We can't. Just because we mentioned it doesn't mean we need to go there. Okay. I hope. All right. I mean, I'll, I'll try. All right. No guarantees that I won't <laughs> sing it by the end of this episode. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, yeah. um, the piano player, obviously being another key member of the, the songwriter, I guess we'd say. I also find it very, like, cliche, but also amazing that he lives in a studio apartment and he's mm-hmm. got a piano in there. Like, where does he sleep? If he's got a studio apartment, it can't be very big. Yeah, he probably sleeps, like, he must have some sort of spot where he sleeps because everybody was partying in that room with him yeah although everybody like did leave party. so i don't know it did look like a fun party he was yeah. he was jamming um who else did we have that we were forgetting well there were the there's a newlywed couple the newlyweds they don't they like i think it was hilarious that their story is basically like they got married they're like banging 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 or whatever windows like shades down and every time the guy goes out to the window it's Harry. Mm-hmm. And then time. all of a sudden it's like, well, you didn't tell me you don't. You lost your job. Yep. <laughs> like, I honestly thought that they were going to be, like, the, it was going to be that woman who was murdered. Okay. Like, that I was, like, thrown a little bit when it actually turned out to be Thorwald because I honestly, like, for that first half of the movie, I was like, that guy's going to kill his, his new wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's going to be the twist. But no. Yeah. What a twist. Mm. I definitely got that sense of like, um, like in Hitchcock movies, like he's known for suspense. Like he has, you know, suspense. um, He like builds up to things in all Mm -hmm. of his movies. But I mean, I felt like there was a lot of suspense in this movie. A ton, especially considering that the entire movie was set literally in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, the only interior that we see is his apartment. That's it. Right. And it's that's that was actually all one set. That whole neighborhood was like a set that was built hmm. in Los Angeles or wherever they filmed it. Ah. Like they were all real apartment units, effectively, that were built for, for that, that set. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they were able to switch. These are all things I read on IMDb. They were able to switch over from daytime to nighttime in about forty-five minutes. Oh. The sunlight and everything, quote unquote, was all backlights. Oh. Mm-hmm. It was an enclosed set. Um, 
That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I also remembered that uh, Alfred Hitchcock himself made a cameo in this movie. Yep, right with the uh, with the guy who wrote Alvin player. and the Chipmunks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. That's pretty good. You pointed it out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, hey, there's Alfred Hitchcock. Like, oh, got him. I think, as far as I can recall, he's notorious for making cameos in his movies. He's kind of like Spike Lee, or not mm-hmm. Spike Lee. Um, um, who's the guy that does all the, or did the Marvel movies? Who is that? Was that Spike Lee? No. No, not the Marvel movies. You said. Or who? What? Who's the guy that like wrote all the like Marvel comics or whatever? Oh, Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Okay. Not Stan. Stan Lee. Yeah, not Stan, not Stan Lee. Lee. Yeah. Stan Lee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I I know something was Lee at the end, mm-hmm. but like he was the same way, notorious for making cameos in all of the Marvel movies, or at least all of the movies of comics that he wrote. Yeah. He. He always did in, the, in a lot of the Marvel films up until his um, passing. Yeah. Rip. <laughs> Jeez. Rip and pepperoni, anyway. Um, hmm. Well. We got um, the whole neighborhood down. We yeah. talked a little bit about, like, the set. What else did I learn on IMDb about this movie? Because it kind of had an interesting production. Hmm. Well, it makes me want to watch Psycho, because I've actually never seen Psycho. Absolutely. Hitchcock, I mean, Hitchcock's, Hitchcock is Hitchcock. Say that five times fast. Hitchcock is Hitchcock. Hitchcock is Hitchcock. Uh-huh, got him. <laughs> um, word games with Aaron and Rich. Uh, tongue twisters, anyway. Yeah. I. This movie, I first watched it in high school, actually, during an intro to film class, I think it was. Yeah, what was it about this movie that made you want to pick it? Just, I remember it being striking. I actually, like, don't remember, or didn't remember it as that well, except that I very much enjoyed it, and it all had, like, it was a very interesting, like, premise and setup and everything. Yeah. So, like, I was on the edge of my seat legitimately. Yeah. Even though I had seen it before. Like, still on the edge of my seat during the scenes when, especially when Lisa was over there, like, literally, like, oh, oh my God, so tense. When Thorwald comes in and, like, almost throws him out the window. Yeah. So tense. Legitimately so tense. Oh, God. And, like, just hearing, like, the um, the footsteps down the hallway before he gets to Jeff's apartment. It's right. just, like, oh, that's, like, terrifying. Yeah. So. Literally just, like, thundering along. Yeah. Not even, like, in a hurried pace or anything. But kind of crazy that he also, essentially, he admits to everything, mm-hmm. admits that they, like, somehow completely and utterly, like, guessed right about on every single point. Yeah. And admits that to the police. Yeah, he didn't do a very good job trying to cover his ass. No, and he, like, when he realized he was busted, he was just like, oh, my God, like, I'm done. Yeah, like, like get, saying, like, get, a I give it up, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, liked, I liked that they showed that the, uh, the landlord or whatever was painting the walls. Yeah. And everything, like, literally just a fresh thing. I mean, they needed to, because he did cut his wife up in the bathroom. Ugh. Like, that was God. part of the that was part of the theory, like, that, what was her name, Sally? Who? Stella? Stella. <laughs> Stella, not Sally. Yeah, Stella. That was part of, like, what Stella said, and she was... Right on the money. Stella was right on the money, like, at all points in the movie. Yeah. I really liked what she had to say when she said that, like, two people should, like, come together, like, a... Like two cars on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Like that's that was that's a good little 
that's a that's a that's a definite bit of wisdom. She also is like very clearly in love with her husband. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, she says something to the effect of like, um, like they've spent all that time together, or there are a couple of misfits, or they met and they were a couple of misfits, and there's still a couple of misfits, and they loved every minute of it, and that's kind of like it almost reminded me of our relationship. Oh, very yeah. sweet. <laughs> but yeah, I um, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than even I remembered. So, well, good. It was a pleasure to introduce it to you. Um, what would you say out of out of five? Honestly, this is like five out of five. Yeah. Yeah, I Maybe really on the liked edge it. Of your seat, huh? Yeah, I really liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, most movies from this era are typically like pretty good. There's a lot of trash, too. Well, yeah, but for the most part, like, I mean, even if, or I should say, especially if it's a Hitchcock movie, you know it's yeah. going to be good. Yeah, so, that's, that's pretty fair. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, I'm glad to hear that. I, that's our first five. Yeah, I think it is, actually. Wow. Yeah. The only other movie you gave five out of five to that we was not covered on this podcast even was Rocky Horror. Oh, yeah, but that movie's a five. Yeah. But, that yeah. Movie's, that movie's outrageous. I appreciate it more every year on <laughs> Halloween. It's such a great movie. It's ridiculous. But completely and utterly ridiculous. But that's a whole <laughs> different story. Um, but yeah, no, this one definitely five out of five. I have no complaints. I mean well wow. No, I have no complaints. The only thing that I thought was funny and I pointed this out to you act- afterwards actually was um no one talks like this anymore. No, they don't. No. I don't even know what like that is. She I don't know why she would even talk like that. It was just at the time that was like how people talk. They talk with like some weird tone in their voice that makes them sound like. No. Grace Kelly's not British, no. Or was not British, I should say. Yeah. She's dead? Yeah. Really? Yep. Oh. Mm -hmm. I thought she maybe, maybe what, in her 30s, 40s? (laughs) Oh, wait, no. The 30s or 40s, my bad. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah, that's really good to hear, though. First five out of five. I'm, I'm very impressed. Yay. Cool. Um, what's our next movie going to be? Well, first and foremost, we need some trivia. I know, but I'm just wondering. I want a quick refresher. Oh, next movie is The Breakfast Club. Which the Breakfast Club. Funny enough, this movie we just watched, Rear Window, came out in 1954, and Breakfast Club came out in 1984. Ooh. So. Mm-hmm. A little 30-year difference, a little yeah. time skip. Let's do the time warp again. <laughs> um, Everything always comes back to Rocky Horror. That's awesome, though. Um, yeah. I'm excited because that's one of those movies that I think I've always like told people, oh, yeah, I've seen The Breakfast Club for sure. Shout out to my mom, who I think like definitely thinks that I've watched The Breakfast Club because I think it might be one of her favorite movies. I think. I mean. But shout out to my mom, who is probably going to be a little disappointed that I have not seen The Breakfast Club. I'm also very disappointed. Well, whatever. I'm seeing it soon. If we weren't already married, this would be a deal breaker. That's ridiculous. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> okay, trivia me. Trivia you. All right. Name one of the other neighbor other neighborhood residents besides the Thorwalds. Like their actual name or what no, they... Just, whatever they're called. Miss Lonely Heart. All right. Yeah, you got Miss Lonely Heart. Name, can you name more? Miss Torso. Name as many as you feel like. Um, we have Miss Torso. We got, I mean, we kind of did this a little bit in the piano podcast. Piano guy. Honestly. Yeah. We, I feel like we covered this already. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. My, my questions are getting dumpstered by the, uh, the actual content of the podcast. Like, 
because her discussion just goes in those directions. Um, where or how did Jeff get his leg broken? Wasn't he, like, climbing up the side of a cliff or something? Nope. Damn it. He fell off of a... Out of a window. I don't know. You actually, like, see the picture of it. Like, the pictures that he took when it was happening. Oh, I wasn't paying that close attention. He was on, like, the scene. He was, like, at a race when there was a car crash or an, uh, an auto accident. Oh. I don't know why I would even say it both ways. An auto accident. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Falling apart here live, folks. Anyway. <laughs> well, sidebar really quick. They don't even want you to call it an accident anymore. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because that gives, like, some, like, pass to whoever is the cause of the accident. You know what I mean? This like, was the, during a race, though, so there was it was a race accident. Well, okay, I'm just... Or a race crash. Yeah, I'm just saying, they like, I guess insurance companies going forward don't refer to it as an accident. It's a crash or a collision. I think he, I think it's a literal picture of, like, the wheel flying towards him. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um... How did Jeff know Doyle? They fought in the war together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. What did they do in the war together? Didn't they work on airplanes? Yeah, I, that's pretty much right on the money. I think they were airplane, like, engineers or technician or no, something? No, Doyle was a pilot, and Jeff was the, um, like, navigator or, like, and, like, photographer. They flew a rec- recon plane. Ah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. We already covered this, number four, so you got it already. $11,000 is what that $1,100 dress would cost today. They just added a zero. This is, like, not much of a trivia question. Okay. But I need you to rate Grace Kelly out of ten. Rate Grace Kelly? She's an 11. 11? Yeah. In what terms? Like, performance-wise or what? What do you think? She's, well, okay. I guess... Uh, the, I'm trying to think of, like, other movies that Grace Kelly has been in. Because I've definitely seen her in other movies. And I want to say that she can also dance. Probably. I'm pretty sure. Um, so I want to say she's just, like, a very talented, beautiful... I don't know. She was very likable in this movie. I thought that her character was believable. Um, yeah, I don't know. She's just top-notch. That's a 10. Yeah. Wow, we got a 5, we got a 10. We are throwing the big ratings around, folks. Big numbers. (laughs) Well, okay, this might be a controversial take, but, like, actresses nowadays don't even compare to actresses back in, like, the the golden era of Hollywood. Actresses both nowadays and back then have a pretty raw deal because, like, they're able to play leading roles as, like, female leads from... The ages of what, eighteen to thirty, maybe well, mid thirties in some cases. I mean that's peak acting, yeah, but like no, but like that's like leading roles for the most part. Not necessarily. I mean yeah. the majority of them. But I guess things are starting to change a little bit, but yeah. but it feels like it's hilarious where you can have Tom Cruise, who is literally a man in his mid fifties. Oh, I get what you're saying, yeah. With, I mean, like, a 25-year-old woman. Yeah. Or, like, Jimmy Stewart in this movie, who, like, yeah, he's in his mid-30s or whatever, but you look at that man and tell me that that's not a man who's 
like 40s, 50s, yeah. He gives you that vibe. I don't know how old was he in that movie, actually. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know where my phone is. I can't I look at it. I don't either. So we're going to have to leave that as a mystery. Yeah. We'll leave that as a mystery for next time. We'll, well follow up. According to the thing that I read when I was trying to look up what LB stood for, he was born in 1918. Mm-hmm. So in 1954, he would have been 30... I can't do math. <laughs> I was counting on you. I wasn't even like doing the math. I'm I, sorry. This is embarrassing live on air, folks. Wait. 54 minus 18. We can do this, Otter. We can do this. 30... Eight, right? I literally, my brain. I don't know. My brain doesn't work. My brain is thirty-six. I think thirty. I don't know. I'm. This is like a nightmare. (laughs) I'm doing doing math live on the air. (laughs) We're not live, but we are. (laughs) We're We're live right now. We're not editing this out anyway. Well, no, we're not. But we're also not live. It only took us thirty seconds to subtract. I don't even know if what I said is right. What did I say? 36? 36 I don't even fucking know, man. I can't do math. Oh, my God. This is horrible. Are you doing the math? This is horrible. It's going to bother me now. Okay, 1954 minus 1918. Yeah, I was right. 36. Okay, nice. Well, now that that mystery has been solved. It doesn't necessarily mean that Jimmy Stort was 36. It's just his character. But I feel like that's like, that's pretty much what I would have guessed. Mid-30s, mid to late 30s. Like yeah. It's, buddy, it's time to time to do something. Jeez, come on. Spread that seed. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good Lord have mercy. That's not the way I would put it, but there you go. It's out there, folks. Yep. I'm sorry. I have no filter. You know this. <laughs> well... Any other final thoughts? I'm glad we are open to watching older movies. This yeah. opens the door because there's a few really, really great older movies that I have seen and many more that I haven't. So, Have you seen West Side Story? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we watched it together. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's like my favorite like older movie. That's a good one. That's, that's a really so good one. Good. I am interested in how the remake is going to do. Mm. I You want to see that in theaters, right? Yeah. We were gonna go see Dune in theaters, and we decided to watch the Bills game, and then that was unfortunate. So, <laughs> go Bills! Go Bills! Um, oh, man, we probably should have watched Dune in theaters. <laughs> oh, well. No, Josh Allen needs our support. I thought Timothy Chalamet might need our support. Mm, no, he's been casting like everything recently. It feels like he's casting Dune too. Oh, oh, I have one final thought. I think. Okay. I got my booster today, and shout out. <laughs> Get boosted, folks. Yeah. Get a vaccine. It protects you and others, and getting vaccinated is the thing. Don't do. listen to Donald Trump. He's a fucking liar. I'm not even going to go into Donald Trump. Well, I have I'm nothing just to do with but, but get, get vaccinated. A get a vaccine. It's, it's good. Yeah, please. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I guess we're going to sign off here. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> That's such like a fucking meta thing to say nowadays. <laughs> hey, what's up, you guys? You say meta? Subscribe. Yeah. Oh, God. Speaking of meta, that's another final thought for you. Oh, my God. Run away. You have to post this on Facebook, though, right? Yeah. All right. You still have to post this on Facebook. So, like, meta is okay for promoting your podcast. But, like, 
gosh, guys. And gals. And non-binary pals. Calling it meta is so meta, which I guess is... I saw a commercial for it today, and I literally wanted to, like, eat myself away from (laughs) cyberspace. I want to go into the woods. I want to be one with with the deer and the antelopes. Then why don't we go join that commune that my friend was telling us about? Because I'm not living in a commune. Why not? Because communes don't really work normally. You need people with extremely strong... I'm going to stop singing. <laughs> you need people with extremely strong... I don't know. I don't have... I don't know. I'm not a freaking psych philosopher. Doesn't sound fun to me, though. I'd rather work and get a paycheck. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Well, uh, we're going to let you all enjoy the rest of your day, afternoon, evening. Early morning. Overnight graveyard shift. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else where you can rate us and uh, tell your friends, and we'll see you guys in a couple weeks for The Breakfast Club. And if you're listening to us in a graveyard, on a graveyard shift, then, like, thank you for your service, seriously. I have a friend who I went to high school with who is a um, mortician. Oh. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Right? We watched a good SBU episode about that, right? Oh my god, dude. Anyway, spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, we're going to have to hop off. See ya. (laughs) All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.